Buenos dias from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 15th of December, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. United We Can, or Unidos Podemos, has publicly distanced itself from the Spanish Socialist Workers' Party, or PSOE, because PSOE's proposal of reforming the crime of embezzlement. Unidas Podemos has said that they won't reject or the draft or make it more difficult for PSOE to pass the proposal through Congress, but that they have their own reasons for not having a, quote, fixed position on the matter. Basically, they're scared of both sides. As we discussed last week, the Reformation is a sticking point for many Spanish politicians because of its connection with the Republican left of Catalonia, better known as ERC. PSOE needs to know if the ERC would support it in a vote to pass it. And on Monday the 11th, during a short meeting between the two political parties, they accepted the proposed plans. Part of PSOE's plans include dividing the crime of embezzlement into three categories to differentiate whether or not budget deviation is used for profit or public purposes. These proposals were agreed upon on Tuesday the 13th, and now it's being sent to the Senate for the final say. However, now it leads to questions about what will happen to the pro-Catalan independent officials, supporters, and business people previously charged with embezzlement or falsifying documents. With all that underway, the ERC is also looking to start the second phase of negotiations with the government to open a dialogue about a hypothetical independence referendum for Catalonia. They're hoping to govern a future hypothetical referendum, which if voted for by a majority of 55% of the population with a 50% participation, will mean the central government in Madrid has to decide whether they will accept an open dialogue over Catalan independence between Barcelona and Madrid with EU mediation. Very adult. Speaking of Catalonia, Operation 500 is underway. 24 refugee families have been relocated to small villages across Catalonia. Operation 500 year-long program is being run jointly by the Regional Employment Agency, the Equality Commission, and the Association of Microvillages. It's aimed to relocate participating refugees, asylum seekers, and legally residing residents to depopulated villages, providing them with a home, a salary of around 19,000 euros a year, and job opportunities. This innovative project aims to revive sparse rural areas with a larger community of people and prosperity. So far, 30 families have been relocated and are being supported to integrate into the communities with Catalan language program. Moving on. Updates on the hydrogen pipeline, or H2MED project, between Barcelona and Marseille are in. On Friday the 9th, Portuguese Prime Minister Antoni Costa confirmed the new undersea pipeline would be exclusively dedicated to green hydrogen, despite saying in October that it was initially meant to carry natural gas. According to Pedro Sanchez, the H2 Med will cost around 2.5 billion euros, and French President Emmanuel Macron has estimated it should be finished by 2023. Portugal, France, and Spain have also announced they will submit the project to the European Commission by Thursday the 15th to have it declared as a project of common interest, enabling them to claim up to 50% of the total cost from EU funds. As a project, it not only drives up the EU's aim of reaching carbon neutrality by 2050, but also aims to diversify and secure energy for Europe without relying on third parties. Seems reasonable. Families of missing people from the fatal Melilla crossing that took place 
on Friday, the 24th of June, have joined human rights organizations Amnesty International to demand answers about what happened to the many sub-Saharan African migrants and refugees who attempted to cross the border between Morocco and Spain. Ahead of the six-month anniversary, answers are still unknown. Still, recent footage from the BBC program Africa Eye has thrown foul play and human rights violations into the mix, leading to questions about what actually went down. Authorities on both sides of the border continue to deny wrongful treatment and, according to Amnesty, are unwilling to ensure that proper, effective, and transparent investigations to establish the truth can happen. Want to find out more about Amnesty's campaign? You can find the link in the show notes. Winter is here, and with it comes the usual bout of flu, bronchitis, and of course, COVID. However, healthcare experts are concerned about the pressure on the rise of influenza, COVID, and the sectennial virus at this time of year, the, the effect it will have on European hospitals and health centers. European Center for Disease Prevention and Control, or EDC, recommends that healthcare centers across the EU communicate risks to the public and healthcare workers, promote hygienic activities like mask wearing and proper ventilation for increased flu and COVID vaccination. In Spain, the fourth booster vaccination has already been given to half the population over 60 years of age. Though the number of infections of flu is pretty average this time of year, the increased circulation of viruses, according to EDC, could be what is causing higher cases of strep A, especially among young children in the UK, where strep A home testing kits are out of stock because of panic buying. Also on the topic of healthcare in Andalusia, the Junta has announced that it will renew the working contracts for 12,000 of the 20,000 healthcare workers brought in as reinforcements during the pandemic until the end of 2023. Specifically, around 900 primary care doctors and hospitals will be given a year-long contract, and the rest of the 11,000 healthcare workers and maintenance staff will be given a six-month one. Next up, Spain is pushing itself forward with its plan to be one of the first countries worldwide to introduce a four-day work week for the same pay, which has been in the pipeline for a couple of years. With the proposed plans, the Spanish Ministry of Industry and Commerce has announced that it will fund a pilot scheme for between 60 and 70 participating small and medium-sized companies, or SMEs. Specifically, they have said that they will give SMEs a budget of 10 million euros to try a four-day work week for up to two years to see if it works financially and aids in productivity among workers. Telefonica and other companies have already tried a project like this in Spain. However, it failed because workers were paid less for the fewer hours. Leading into the festivities, Spanish airport operator Aena announced a planned strike could take place over Christmas and the first quarter of 2023 at Aena airports and control centers. Comisiones Obreras, better known as TTOO, is representing a called strike by IANA workers over pay disputes. IANA staff stopped receiving a productivity bonus in 2020 with officials blaming low earnings during COVID-19 pandemic. However, almost two years later, despite tourism numbers increasing and returning to almost normal levels, they haven't been told whether they will receive bonuses this year either. Negotiations between CTOO, IANA, and the government are underway, but if deals are not made, 48 Spanish airports could face significant disruptions over the festive period. Related to this, on Monday the 12th, a call to strike by the CEPLA Pilots Union for agreements over updated pay alongside the Consumer Price Index, better known as the CPI, were neglected. Therefore, Spanish pilots for Air Nostrum are being called to strike during the peak 
of December travel with a 24-hour strike. Ryanair strike is scheduled at the same time with partial disruptions to be expected. What is your favorite Christmas tradition? Well, in Spain, during the holiday season, Christmas carols are hugely popular. Traditional melodies are called villancicos and are mostly sung by children around Spain and Latin America. The carols are traditionally religious, very melodic. In the south of Spain, flamenco rhythm is, inspires the melody, and two traditional instruments, the pandereta and thambomba, guide the music. And that's it for this week. What are your favorite Christmas traditions in Spain? be official, unofficial, regional, national, personal, communal. Let us know. We'd be curious to hear at Spain at Rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima.